You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And I'm in the now. And it don't take no x-ray to see right through my smile. I know. I'll be on the go. There ain't no drink out there that can numb my soul. Oh no. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is be free. All we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is break the chains off. All we want to do is be free. All we want to Tell me why Every time I step outside I see my niggas die oh, I'm letting you know That it ain't no gun they make That can kill my soul Oh no All we want to do is take the chains off All we want to do is take the chains off All we want to do is I'm your host, Montoya Smith, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. If you are a longtime listener of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, y'all know when we hit you with the J. Cole intro, unfortunately, there's a, in a sense, a public display or loss of life. Um, that we like to acknowledge, although that won't be our show. Um, that's just our acknowledgement, unfortunately. Um, you know, say his name, Dante Wright. I think there's been another loss as well. So I know a lot of you, to a degree, if you've been paying attention to the news, uh, you may be hurting out there. And, again, um, the J. Cole interest is our acknowledgement of that. But to get this started with this morning's discussion, this is our conversation with Smart People series. I'm excited to have on this morning's guest. Been trying to get this brother uh, on for a long time. He's overseas. So um, I think actually quasi crazy, just to let you know, brother, I think the sound is good. I think it may be on my end. So I think you're good for the people, just so you don't want you worried about that. But thank you, King, for being with us. Got brother Quazy Black for this morning's conversation with smart people. I call this brother a free black man amongst many other things. And so, King, glad to finally get you on this thing. He is calling us from France, if I could throw that out there. So thank you for, you know, adjusting to the hours and working with us this morning, uh, this good Saturday morning. But if you will, King, say hello to the truth seekers. Give people a little bit of your background, and we're going to get this thing started. Thanks again, King. What's up? What's up? Can you hear me good? Yep, you're coming through, brother. We good. We good. Again, I think the low the lowness is just on my end. You're good for the audience. So go ahead, Ken. You good. Okay. <laughs> Apologies if uh if I'm if my voice nah, is low. Good, to the brother. Audience. You're good. It's I I'm uh, I'm using some okay. I got I'm having some problems with my end. I realize it's my end. You good, I promise you. You sound good. Go ahead through come on go ahead and knock it out, Ken. Okay. But I also wanna uh you know, give a little uh warning, you know, I got a little upset toddler right now so 
if any of the audience hear anything in the background, you know, we we real life families out here, and uh, you know, I, I work from home, so let you know it's a real life situation right now. So you have to bear with me. <laughs> but uh, now nah, we didn't. Hey, we didn't did plenty of shows uh, with the babies on the line. We love when the babies join us, so we good, King. That would not <laughs> be an issue. We are a family show. I'm not All making right, it up. Right. We have done plenty of shows with the babies on the show. We even talked to the babies when we can, but yours <laughs> might a little upset right now. So, so we won't we won't bother the babies, but we okay with that. We like I can say we're gonna make this thing happen. We're a family show. People do understand that, so that would not be an issue. But again, man, let them know who you are, man, because again, I'm so glad to have you on. You do a lot of things, so you know, share what you want to share with. The, uh, audience yeah yeah you know i i go by uh questy black you know it's a it's a it's not my government name but it's a name i've chosen you know as a, a free black man you know i wanted to uh have a name that's associated with you know the the people of of african descent you know instead of my my name that came from a euro background you know so I go by Questy Black or come by way of Indianapolis, Indiana, Midwest, also known as uh, Nat Town. And, uh, you know, I'm just a, the average Joe that came from a family that migrated from the South, you know, from Alabama. And uh, they migrated up north to the Midwest of Indianapolis, Indiana, you know. And uh, our family structure. You know, we came from a family that's big, a uh, family that has family first values, you know, a family of marriage, and a family of, you know, people that didn't get married. But our, our big, my biggest inspiration in, in this big family was from my great-grandfather and my, my great-grandmother that I was able to witness, you know, in my lifetime that had 13, 14 children. And that's all my great aunties and my great uncles so you know i had a a a strong family that was respected in indianapolis because my grandmother you know was very given to the community you know anybody can come get a plate that's from in the neighborhood no matter if it's a crackhead no matter if it's if it's a straight head you know they they can they can come get a plate and i watched her you know uh let people come stay with us that was homeless uh, she worked out. She worked in a community center uh, that uh, dealt with uh, wayward children, you know, and some of them didn't have homes, and she would bring them home, and you know. So I, I watched my grandmother be very active, you know, around the people. And from you know our family's majority of women, but you know, the men that was in our family, you know, they was all providing husbands, you know. And my great grandfather, he was he was a, a he had a strong hustle in, in Alabama. You know, he was very respected. And, you know, I come from a family that's, 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 that's what's made me what I am today with my strong hustle and my family values. You know, and I was one of those uh, wayward youth that became that way from the influence of the neighborhood that was around me. You know, I, I you know, my family wasn't, a street family, you know, it had strong values, but what was surrounded by me, you know, outside of our street was a neighborhood mixed with middle class and poor class, you know, and, and from the hip hop music, you know, me hearing NWA, Gangsta Gangsta, you know, I, I used to be rapping the lyrics 
when I was in first, second grade. <laughs> you know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, that's because I wondered if I could just jump in real quick. Because that's like when, when you – because I didn't know your, that you, in a sense, came from that family background. And so what I see in you now makes a lot of sense that that's your foundation. But I was definitely – blown away when I'm hearing it right now to say, well, how did you even get into the streets, which obviously that's where you're going now. But I'm sitting here going, you you didn't need to. And, and so it's definitely interesting to, to know about that path. Uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, go ahead and just jump in. But I just wanted to highlight as I was hearing your background for the first time, I'm like, well, why is this brother, why did this brother even get in the streets? But go ahead with that, King. We got a, we got a couple of minutes before we go to the first break, and we'll go to the break and, you know, come out and continue with your, with your story, if you will. But go ahead and, yeah, how did did you get in the streets, brother, considering? Well, you know, you know, the rap music got a lot of influence on the youth, you know, outside of what's projected to you uh, from the neighborhood that's influenced by hip-hop and, you know, from from the streets, you know what I'm saying? So a combination of that is very influ- influential to a young black male, you know, because the thing is, you know, black males, we don't try to seek respect, you know what I'm saying? And Over whatever's everything. presented out there where you don't get the respect, you know, what's presented out there, like if pimping is what's going to get you the respect, you're going to go towards pimping. If drug dealing is what's going to get you the respect, you're going to go towards drug dealing. If ride 26-inch rims is the respect you're going to get, you're you going to go do that. If, 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 it's, mm-hmm. if it's sleeping with a lot of women, you know what I'm saying, you're going to go towards that. Mm-hmm. So if you grew up in a culture where marriage and, and family was uh, uh, seen as honor, then you're going to run towards that. If that's what your peers are growing up around and that's what your, your culture is, is growing up around, you know, in, in other countries, that's what you would see in certain areas that, you know, mm-hmm. it's honorable to marry a woman and take care of her family. So men going to run towards that. So men, men tend to run towards what's going to give you the biggest honor out there, you know, so, even though I had that background seeing marriage providing, you know, that was in me and watching Bill Cosby, and that's what I wanted as a as a, a grade school, because Bill Cosby influ- influenced me to the Bill Cosby show to want a family, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a you had to meet whatever that respect looked like. Yep, whatever that respect looked like. Let's go right. to this first break, brother. We're going to come back and keep getting deeper into this thing, man. But appreciate you again for being with us. For everybody out there listening, we'll highlight that the second hour is open call. So I'm going to try to bang this first hour out uh, with Crazy. Y'all may be able to jump in. I'll let you know when y'all can jump in. Um, but for the most part, the second hour, if you hear a lot this first hour, we're going to talk about it the second hour. I'm going to even ask uh, Crazy to even rock with us if he has time. But I definitely want to respect his family time. As you can see, this is an honorable man taking care of his family uh, over, you know, outside the States. We're going to talk about that part, too. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group, focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? 
If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. Well, those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people, Quezzy Black. Uh, thank you, King, once again for being with us as we're digging into his story. I don't want to make this into a necessarily an interview, but I definitely wanted to get your background before we, in a sense, you know, get real conversational. But as I was listening to you, um, King, kind of break down your, your background, you know, before the break, uh, it immediately made me think of uh, this book I read. I think I read it before I got to college or maybe uh, when I first got to college, but a book called uh, Monster Cody. And um, and he was kind of, people kind of know him as a famous crip or whatever for those who might have heard of him. Or, so it's kind of secure is what he goes by now or whatever, but the book's um, called Monster. And I remember him talking about uh, he went to like a sixth grade graduation school, had like a graduation for sixth graders or whatever. And so I remember the night um, he well, he writes about the night that he's graduating from the school or whatever. He puts on his little graduation gown, goes through it. His mama's all proud of him graduating in the sixth grade. And so when he gets home, he, t- he immediately takes off all the graduation gear, jumps out of the window, and he's getting initiated into the crypts that night. And when he gets in the car, they put a shot-off shotgun in his hand. And he talked about how scared he was because he didn't realize that was going to be part of his initiation. And um, they basically um, go, in a sense, complete a quote-unquote mission, as they call it. Um, he, and he had to, in a sense, shoot the shotgun at some people that were, you know, some, some blood at the time, if you will. And, you know, he's like, he don't know if he hit anybody or anything, but that was his first night, in a sense, getting initiated into the uh, crypts, if you will. And I always remember when I read that story, I grew up in a three-stop light town in South Carolina, and at that age, I literally, when I read that story, this is why it stood out to me. I remember when I was that age, in my little three-stop light top town, we would have, we would play backyard football, and we would have backyard football, and it'd be like a really a real good game. The older cats would kind of be leading, and the young cats we trying to show, you know, like show our worth and everything like that. But eventually, the game would devolve from literally trying to play a great football game to eventually um, who could run up the middle. And so you would have to volunteer to run up the middle and try to run as hard as you can with everybody hitting you and everything. And so the older kids did it all the time. But the younger kids, you would show yourself or prove yourself if you were willing to run that ball up the middle. And I remember thinking that was all I had to do to become a man. I couldn't imagine being a sixth grader getting a shotgun put in my hand. But had I been in that environment, I might, I would have chased that too 
for the reasons you were talking about. You want the respect of your peers. Go ahead, King. Again, I just wanted to highlight that because I never forgot when I read that thinking how lucky I was to grow up in a three-stop light town where, the, where my manhood was running up the middle amongst a bunch of older high, you know, high schoolers or, or even in my town, we roller skated and we had this real deep hill. We would have to roller skate down that a lot of times you, people would fall their first time doing it and get hurt, come up pink as we always called it. But that's all I I had to meet in my little country town, so I had it so good to not have the experiences like yourself. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry about that. Nah, you good, man. You know, uh, you know th- that background. You know that little tug of war. I mean, of seeing seeing the side of my family. You know, it's not a perfect family, but it, you know, it, it's a family uh, uh, that that you know it, it, it's it's. It was always about teaching about family. It has to be unified, you know. And when I when I stepped out, you know, and, and, and seeing seeing the the, uh, the gang wars and stuff like that, you know, <clears throat> hearing the, the rap music, you know, like you said, it, it, it's like, hey, I need to get that respect. You know, this is what this is what my reality is saying. This is where where you're gonna be respected at. You know, so as a youth, you know, around, see, before, before I got in there, I'm going to have to back up. When I was like 11, 12 years old, there used to be a little racism that got exposed to me when I was in elementary. You know, we used to wear the African medallions, you know what I'm saying? It used to be a time Mm -hmm. we had like the Black Expo in Indianapolis, right? It's called the Black Expo. Even before that, that, it was a lot of people that were selling yeah, it's a lot of people was out, you know, in the neighborhood that was selling like, you know, the, the beads, you know, with the with the RBG mm-hmm. colors on the beads, you know, African medallions, you know, shirts. It was summertime with a lot of that going on. A lot, uh, even Africans who came from Africa was out there having booths up, you know, in the neighborhood. So there was a lot of that before the streets. You see what I'm saying? When I was 11 and 12, mm-hmm. so I wanted to start a start a little. Little thing at twelve with, with three of my my brothers that I grew up with called X Niggas, especially after watching Malcolm X movie by Spike Lee. We wanted to start <laughs> X Niggas like a little movie. <laughs> you see right. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, because you know I'm like they trying to take tell us to take our medallions off in school. You know what I'm saying? And then and then we we seeing the the difference because our neighborhood was bust out to a white school because they wanted uh. Mm-hmm meet the quota of, of the integration law or something like that. So right. they took our black neighborhood and shipped us out to a white school. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm up here trying to wear my mouth, I have a little medallions and they telling us to take it off, you know? So that's, that's what sparked that, especially after watching Malcolm X. Like we're going to start something to, you know, to, to come against this, this little racism we experienced, you know? So I had to back up because, my personality and and, and, the, and who I am today is it, so it's so multiple. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of time, you know, my, my my ways confuse people because I'm so I'm so mixed with so many paradigms. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, let me tell you so what I'm, I'm see a real quick. I can just throw this out to you, King. So, so outside looking in, again, and I, you know, I've, you know, you know, in a sense, met you, you know, meet a lot of people now these days through these, through these, in these internet streets, if you will. But in following you and watching you, you know, everybody tries to surmise what they can gather from from someone. Again, I wanted to have you on, and so what I will tell you, uh, for me, it's not been a lot of confusion, and here's why, um, because to a degree, you've. You know, the things I know about you, some, you know, obviously you share to a degree. And so with the things that you share, I'll tell you what I've surmised is you're the type of person who has, regardless of an experience, whether good or bad, you seem to always have, in a sense, taking whatever lesson you can get from it. And the thing about you that I admire is you apply the lessons that still serve you well. And so it's like even with some of your right. background, I think there are things, in my opinion, that you probably still carry with you even from those periods. But the things that you're keeping are the things that were good despite on the outside looking in. Somebody might say, why was you even in the streets or whatever? What did you gain from that? And I, you seem to be someone who kind of holds on to whatever value serves you at that time and can still serve you now. So that's how I see you outside looking in, if I could just even share that with you, Kim. But go ahead. Yeah, another thing is, you know, I, I'm seeing the the providing men in my family, you know, my great my my great uncles and and stuff like that. You know, I'm seeing a number of men in, with marriages, you know, but uh, but on the other end, you know, my father unfortunately got caught up in the streets, you mm-hmm. know, and he was with my mother and they planned to get married and all that, but he got sent to prison. You know what I'm saying? Dealing mm-hmm. with the drug guy, you know. So the the prison life took him away from, me. you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. me seeing all these different things, I'm like, okay, I see these good men in my family, but my father was in the streets, you know what I'm saying. And I'm seeing this rap music mm-hmm. saying this is what it is, and I'm seeing my father, and then I, I'm walking down the street, and all the OGs in the neighborhood saying that's Leadhead's son. That's led, that, mm-hmm. I mean, they like give me respect. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, I'm, I'm just a child. I'm getting all this glory from my father's name that I haven't really been around like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I'm like, I'm like all this glory. I'm getting. I'm like this, this what it is. You know? Nah, it makes even, a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you this real quick. Because I, I don't want to dwell a whole uh-huh. lot on this, but I definitely wanted people to understand and hear when they hear the things that we're going to speak about. I do, I did want them to know this brother didn't, you know, because if they if somebody hears you now, they would probably have no idea that that's been your background, right? So I wanted to dig into it just a little bit so that we could kind of, in a sense, elevate to some of the other things I want to talk about. But I will, I do want to point this out if you don't mind that not only did you get into the street life, but it led to you actually being shot. I think at least once or twice. So I'm just throwing that out because if anybody's hearing your story, I just want to know, let them know it got that deep for you. Again, I don't want to dwell on your street life, but I just wanted to make sure that in a sense, not only did you, you know, that you didn't just dabble in it like some people, you went you went hard with it. So, if you know, if you don't mind highlighting that moment, you know, to a degree, and I got something I want to ask you and share with you, again, just to kind of take the conversation in a different direction, but if again, if you could just kind of, you know, just dig into it and again, that's just letting the audience know you you ain't just dabble. You, you went all away with it but go ahead king yeah you want me to discuss about the shot get a shot situation 
Well, just kind of just throwing out just how deep you got into it. You know what I mean? Like, it's up to you if you want to go specifically to that. And, again, it's not uh, okay. for you to go into a lot of details. It was just, you know what I mean? I just wanted to highlight, one, you've been in the streets, and two, one, I mean, three. And so, if you, in a sense, if you just want to delve how far you took it before you turned it around, because it's the turnaround point, it's the transformation that I want to really highlight. So, you know what I mean? If you can kind of just go to that point where, where you know, what finally transformed you to leave that alone, if you will, that's more of my – you know, yeah. more more oh, where I want to okay. go, but I wanted to hear, you know, kind of how deep yeah. did you go before you made that transformation, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I came I came from a family with George women, but seeing men provide the few that the few that's in our family, right? So mm-hmm. I grew up with a ad, admiration of women. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's what I was around. That's what showed me love. That's who who uh you know when I'm young they always rubbing on my head my top of my head like <laughs> putting me to sleep you know what I'm saying always showing that nurturing feel so I had a great admiration for women you know what I'm saying I, I went from that young child like okay I'm hearing dudes saying like you can cheat on her but she can't cheat on you right so I'm like I mean, this is my mind before it got transitioned I'm like well how can you do that and get mad when she do it on you like I had that type of mindset as a child you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. Because I, I'm 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 respecting women just as much as I respect the men, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So from that transition of of the rap music and hip hop in the streets, it's like nah, she can't be doing all that. You can, but she can't. You see what I'm saying? So it went from that transition of that to the thug life mentality, the pimp life mentality, the Mac life mentality. The man, the man is the man is the man. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and you know, from 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 the bees ain't buttholes. You see what I'm saying? All that. Oh yeah, no you know doubt. what I'm saying. It transitions to that. You see. So on top of that, I'm seeing I'm seeing the folks and the vice lords around my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? GD seven four. You know what I'm saying? So, but majority of our neighborhood was was represented for for the folks. You know what I'm saying? So I started okay. associating with the folks. You know, in our neighborhood, you know what I'm saying, we, 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 we as Johnson used to, it's like we was just preparing for glory. You know, we'd be wrestling all the time. We'd get off the bus and have, we'd have bus wars, but it won't be for real wars. We'd be like bus 55 right. against this bus. You know what I'm saying? Or and then it mm-hmm. became this the uptown versus downtown. Like we'd split the neighborhood mm-hmm. uptown, downtown. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like we was like, Testing each other's limits, testing each other, getting ready for what's going to be outside our neighborhood for glory. So our neighborhood unified under 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 uh, the folk nation, and then we unified under the folk block. Our neighborhood's called folk block. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm seeing a, a a big a big brotherhood family right here, and and I have so much ambition from from what my family put the family and thing they put in me. You know they always my grandmother, my mother, you know, everybody made me feel like I was the best out here. You know, like I, you know, I, I was just the best. You know, I'm, you know, so mm-hmm. anybody got around, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, unconsciously uh, a hierarchy established where I'm gonna try to be the leader of the group. You know what I'm saying? So right. it don't means I was the leader of my whole neighborhood, but there was a rank. No, I respect what you're no, in the neighborhood. You still carry. You still you carry that. What I'm saying? Just, again, me outside looking in, you still carry yeah. that with you. I see that. I see that in you every day. But go ahead, King. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, so, you know, basically, we we want to set our mark in Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? We want to get that mm-hmm. glory, that, that, that honor and that respect. So, before the gun shoot, you know, we, we throw hands. So, so we right, went through a period of when it went from throwing hands, then it went to shooting. You see what I'm saying? The, I came in that era mm-hmm. where it started bridging to just shooting all the time. At first, we used to be throwing mm-hmm. hands. You know what I'm saying? I don't even oh, know yeah, if the no new doubt. generation know about throwing hands now. You see what I'm saying? So we used to throw hands. <laughs> Unfortunately. So we, Unfortunately, we, you, we, you live to we, fight another day that way. <laughs> the old school where you live to fight another day. Now it's a permanent situation in right. a lot of cases, unfortunately. But go ahead, King. Right. So, you know, we used to go to skating rink. They they called, they called started making under-21 clubs. The skating rink, the skating rink became an under-21 club. It, it'd be like partially a skating rink. Skating for children on you know, some days and, and other nights under 21. You see what I'm saying? So we'll go there and try to set our mark. You know, we see a different neighborhood or or the vice lords. It's either or. Either if it's a different neighborhood that mm-hmm. we're traveling with yeah, or if it's the vice lords. You see what I'm saying? So before the shooting, you know, we, we will go out and, uh, you know, set our mark. And in our neighborhood, we nah, were, respect. We let me jump. Let me jump. Nobody, could, mind, nobody can. Nobody can. I want to kind of just nobody jump to. Um, uh-huh. Unfortunately, you know, like in a sense, living that life. Um, eventually, you end up getting shot a couple of times. Like, you don't necessarily go into the details of it, but you, yeah, like I say, I know you. Yeah, like, right. I'm old school from the country. We never really, in a sense, the, we evolved into the shooting to a degree where I'm from, but nowhere like in cities or anything like that. And I definitely grew up throwing my hands. So I'm fortunate to have grown up that way. Uh, but right. unfortunately, you know, you lived it out to the point where you actually were shot a couple of times. Am I correct about that, brother? Because I want to kind of move it up to that point so we can move into your transition to where you are now. Yeah, I got shot. I got shot in my leg. Yeah, and what happened with that is before before that, I got I had got robbed gunpoint to my head. This is the first time I ever had a gun on me at thirteen. I had a gun mm. pointed directly to my head. You know what I'm saying? So you know how traumatic that could be for. I'm basically still a baby. Thirteen, I'm a baby, bro. You know what I mean? No doubt. So that that was very traumatic. A year later, that's when I got shot because we was we was looking for them guys that robbed me for my moped, you see. And we was walking down the street, and, and this car pulled up, and they hopped out the car, and this dude had, like, something in the air. We thought it was a stick, but it actually was a shotgun. And he was like, what set y'all claiming? We was kind of like, we, we, we was at a distance, and after he said that, he just started blasting. And that's when I got shot wow. in the leg. Yeah, that's major, brother. We actually up against the break, so let me jump to this break. We're going to come out of this break, brother. Again, like I say, you definitely have uh, been in those streets heavy. I really want to transition into the man you are today. So just got to give you a heads up, man. We're going to do this break, and we're going to transition this thing. I want to get some let people hear how you think about the world today and things that we're experiencing currently um, here in the U.S. Because, again, you have a quite – different perspective, and I want people to hear that thinking as well. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Girls, be my singing again. 
Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good, it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. Shout out to Square Business Entertainment. You just heard a cut by Taylor Pace. I love jumping around. Um, Square Business Entertainment music catalog. And Taylor Pace is one of their main audi- main artists. Excuse me. Um, and that show was chase. I mean, that song. I'm sorry. I'm just struggling with my words this morning. And that song was chasing. So please go and check out Square Business Entertainment and Taylor Pace on all music streaming platforms. Our guest this morning for conversation with smart people is Quezzy Black. Uh, this brother is just kind of breaking down his story. Um, again, I want to transition to how the brother thinks today uh, because I think it's something that, in my opinion, that a lot of us could learn from. And so, again, thank you for that background, brother. If you will, I'm going to share uh, something from a brother that I know we both follow on on. Uh, well, no, actually, I'm going to share something before I get to to that, brother. I want to share a thought because you keep talking about the ideal coming from a family where the men married their women and how you have respect for women. And so I want to let you hear this thought and just kind of see where you go with it again, knowing that, you know, one thing that you make loud and clear is that you are a proud husband and father. You know what I mean? And so I saw this comment uh, via um, Facebook recently. And I wanted to share it with you and just kind of hear where you go with it. And, um, you know, we'll dialogue about it for a few minutes before I um, let you hear another um, thought as well. Uh, Let me pull it up real quick here. So it was a comment um, by a sister that I follow. I don't know if you follow her or not. Um, Nicole Michelle, I think is what she goes by. But here's the comment, and I just want to hear your thoughts on this. So, Yep, Nicole Michelle is her name. Uh, She says, a father's role in the home is not just paying bills. He is the main protector of his children from predators. Predators seek out single mothers with no protections. Husband and fathers are needed. Did you catch that one, King? I heard you. I haven't seen the post, but I hear it. So, yeah, Hello? very interesting. Yeah. When you hear a thought like that, you know, what what do you hear? Uh, when when you hear, like I said, this sister saying, hey, husbands and fathers are needed. Their role is more than paying bills. Um, one of the main things is to protect, you know, from from predators, yeah, and, you know, my, or whatever. And a lot of and, those predators and, and will my, seek out opinion, single mothers, according to her. Go ahead, King. I'm sorry. Yeah, in my opinion, you know, 
<clears throat> protection and providing goes beyond just paying bills, you know. And uh, from my from my view, you know, from from my uh, naturalness, you know, what I'm saying like me me growing up as a young child, seeing my aunties with uh, <laughs> certain men come over, you know, one time I. I just off the rip, I just took one of my my cousin's batons and beat him over the head, and he he ran out the house. You know what I'm saying? So just taking that right there as a young person, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm an elementary child doing that. You know, so it was just naturally naturally me to protect my auntie from any bullcrap. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I support that. I think that. Men are needed in women's lives, especially single mothers, because they can be prey from other males. You know what I'm saying? They can be. And I, I, I support that. I support that. I, I do. My opinion is that, you know, it goes beyond just paying bills. We got to protect children from predators. Now, I respect it. And here's a re- part of the reason I want to delve into it. Let me, if I can share my thoughts on it to a degree. Um, uh-huh. When I saw when I saw that comment, the reason it stood out to me, and I quite often I'll share comments on Mr. Dialogue. I always like to make this clear that the things I'm always sharing in the post are not necessarily things I agree with. I like the, for things that you know the ideas that all I ask right. is that you think. So sometimes I share things that make me think, and I'm not you know I'm not always in agreement. Right. But in the case of this one, this one stood out to me uh, for right. these reasons, Quezzy, is to a degree. Um, again, you're in a sense you're not necessarily here in America, but clearly you grew up here now, right? And so the reason it stood out to me is because there's this constant theme that I see across social media about, in a sense, the idea of black men protecting women, right? And so, like you said, it's been been instinctive for you for a long time, and, and to a degree, that instinct Maybe for some, it's not necessarily always there. But the bigger thing that I see in this this quote is this idea, the idea that when we have a dialogue about, for example, in a sense, sisters sometimes suggesting that they feel unprotected, um, which, you know, Malcolm said that years ago, and people in a sense are still saying it now. What I see in this quote is the idea that when she says, you know, husbands and fathers are needed, well, we kind of grow up in a society that pushes the opposite messaging of that, in my opinion. Right. And so, in my, right. and so with that being my opinion, I think to a degree that our community collectively, black men and women, have lost sight of how much, that, how much we do need each other. And so that's what stands right. out to me when, when I hear it. And I've also, you know, someone is always looking up stats and things of that nature. I'm also always concerned with, um, unfortunately, the number of predators that do exactly what she says in this quote. Like it happens at a, at a much higher rate than a lot of times for somebody who looks at the stats at a lot of rates than we would than we would care to even look at. And so it makes me feel like what we're currently doing is not headed in as a to a degree as a collective is not headed in that direction. We're headed in the opposite direction, which makes it more dangerous for uh, you know our children and and and, uh, and sometimes our mothers that are out here. If that makes sense. So that's what it made me think about. Uh, give me one thought on that, and then I want to share another post. Think about this. You there, brother? Yeah, yeah, you said think about this. Go ahead, bro. Okay. Can you think about this? You know, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead, brother. Okay. I think about this. You know, 
when we was younger, it, it was this it, it was this uh this female that had nine brothers, right? Now she had nine brothers. And we young, right? We young and we trying to chase girls. We trying to find, you know, any girl we can get, right? With them hormones right. kicking in. She had nine brothers. Nobody want to mess with her because she had nine <laughs> brothers. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> she was good in the hood, so, basically, right? You know, you, right. You know. So picture yeah, she had to worry about, she had to worry about what a lot of other, well, you know, she had to worry about a, a crazy at that time. <laughs> right. She had father and nine brothers. So, you know, if you think of the average Joe male who's out there reckless, right, driving around in the streets and he's looking for, for a female, you know what I'm saying? If he see a man at her house, he's going to keep driving on by. So if he's nah, a predator or whatnot, she just, got, she just got, you know, Right, she just got prevented from a situation. If she's interested into that, you know, you know, a lot of them, you know, unfortunately from hip hop and all that and the rap influence, a lot of them are, are are attracted to the bad guy. So, you know, in this this modern age, brothers and fathers and husbands, all that is needed. <laughs> No, absolutely. Yeah, I got, yeah. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. So let me share another thought from you, and uh, this might push us, push us into the break, so we may have to kind of break it up. Uh, but here's another thought that I wanted to share with you, um, and this is a, I was kind of alluding to this before I, I shared that one with you. Um, a brother, Eli Marcus, that I know we both follow on um, social media, so, and, I, and from what I understand, I think you've seen heard this before, but I want to read it to the audience, and just want to get your thoughts on it um, because, and the reason I, I'm sharing this, let me give the context to this as well. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because to a degree I as I watch you I think you epitomize not doing what Eli puts in this post but I want to read it to you and just hear your thoughts you know as is from what you know when you hear it so he says one of the most damaging things you can teach an African boy or girl is that there is a massive boogie man group of people who control the entire earth. These people want them dead, and there is nowhere safe and peaceful for him or her to dwell. Not only is it damaging, it's complete and utter bullshit. When you precondition a child to have a defeated mentality based on total bullshit, the defeated mentality will show in their life choices from friendships habits, jobs, career choices, reliance on low-level religious teachings, and mating choices. The truth is, the world is your fucking playground. No risk, no gain. Go play. Your thoughts, King? Hey, I support that message. You know, uh, I almost I almost fell for the boogeyman thing. You know, I, I got into the conscious community. You know, my story is so big. It, it will flop from here and there. You know, it'll go backwards and frontwards depending on what the question is asked. And I might forget a, a segment. I'd like have to go back and whatnot. But, you know, I support that because it, if it had happened in, in my situation when I was trying to get more involved to the conscious community, you know, and trying to put in work with it. Because anything I get into, I try to, I try to, uh, be one, I go I go hard and try to be what it is. When I was in uh, as a Christian, I was trying to be the biggest minister I could. When I was in the streets, I was trying to be the biggest hustler I could. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I get into, mm-hmm. I, I go hard with it. You know, it's a plus and minus. It's a pros and cons to that too. You know, so you know if I'm digging this ideology is coming to me because I want to go to war. You know, with this with this so called oppressor. 
you know, I'm I'm gonna take it all in as like as you know, as a as a new religion. You know what I'm saying? As a new religion no, besides the religion I was in previously. You know. So yeah, it can affect you because you 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 will start being like capitalism is evil and you ain't gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna get that money. You know, you're not gonna get that money that, that's needed for your family and your family's gonna be hurting off just a belief, you know, off a of perspective. So yeah, it's gonna show up. You know what? What you dot? What you put in your system? If you think it's it's this boogeyman out here, I mean, it's, it's it's this evil force controlling the whole world. You know what I'm saying? If if you if you believe that, it's like what, what's the point of me even going out there when I'm already controlled? I'm already defeated. I'm already I'm already, I can't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? He's controlling the world. I can't fight this giant. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you have this belief and you see that your, the majority of your people ain't trying to trying to unite as a community to fight against it so you're going to be like I, you know it's, it's damned if you do damned if you don't so you're going to just remain poor in the bottom of the food chain you see absolutely king and so we're actually going to so, go to a quick break and we'll come out of the break and what i'll say is subconsciously without realizing it what i like the way i say it quite often or write about got a book coming out soon so people can you know finally get the book to where i'm writing some of these things but to a degree subconsciously they become your gods whether you recognize it or not obviously right. from you know in, a, in the american experience you already are in a sense you're not showing a lot of yourself in these public education you know public public schools or whatever and so you end up hearing about how great in a sense white folks are or whatever to a degree as you learn that in your 12 years of primary education but when you start also recognizing the, in a sense the in a sense the the different controls out here if you misunderstand what you should do to navigate that you will in a sense make them all powerful and capable of doing all the all types of things, and so the conspiracies just started start running wild. And uh, to be clear, before I go to break, it's not that Quezzy or myself is saying there are not things out there, uh, in a sense, working against us culturally. But if you apply it in this manner, you will be subconsciously defeated. I've been through that same experience as you said, King. I will be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. They still know it's me Cause I look like money Smell like money 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, MoneyMotivation.com, MoneyMotivation.com. They have a new Eclipse line, Black on Black, that's fire. So if you are one of those go-getters out there and need a streetwear brand to represent you that's classy and stylish, go to MoneyMotivation.com and support who supports us and keep Intelligent Radio on the air. This morning's conversation with smart people, Quezzy Black. Uh, thank you, King, again for being with us. I know I got you for at least one more segment. If I could steal some more time with you at the top of the hour, uh, I'll ask that. But if I can't, I definitely understand that. Uh, but appreciate your thoughts. I'm going to go ahead and share another post again. Just wanted to kill and hear your thoughts because, again, you epitomize what I just heard in the reference to. And it was cool to hear your story. Like you said, at one time, you, you go so hard, and then if, I feel like you've kind of realized, okay, Okay, here's the path, and the path led you to, in a sense, taking your, you know, in a sense, family to to France, and now you're living out all the things that you originally got from the foundation of your family, where, in a sense, you know, the men look out for their women, and it's something that you believe in. So we definitely want to delve into that um, in, in in this segment. But I want to share one more post before we do that. And so this next post comes from um, Six the Goddess. I don't know if you follow her. Um, we've had her, you know, been fortunate enough to have her on our show before. This was a quite a little longer, but if you will, just kind of tune in real closely, if you will, and just give me your thoughts, and then we'll move on to, again, what you've done with your own family. Um, she says, black people who think it's never about race are unwise. It is always about race, and you need to move accordingly. Notice, notice I didn't say move in fear. I said move accordingly. Then those types of blacks who are always the most upset when something racial happens to them directly, they want the same black people that they gaslighted to now cape for them. We have to be able to see past our own front porch and see past what our own personal experiences may be. The denial that everything is about race is a coping mechanism to deal with the reality that we truly don't hold any real power in this matrix. This leaves you open to attack because you believe you have more power than you do. This is a setup for failure. Reality is first and foremost, first and most powerful. Reality is the first and most powerful war tactic. False power helps nobody. What's more, what's more wise is to acknowledge your position or lack of, then begin to work to undo and remove self from system, which takes generations and time, bloodshed and sacrifice, all of which most are not willing to give. So until then, you can live in denial in your own little bubble and deny the collective reality of your people, whether you accept them as yours or not, or you can acknowledge the real and begin to work so that it doesn't have to be the same reality for your future generations. Black people's main issue is we want instant gratification now for ourselves, and we will will lie to ourselves to get it. I'm just grateful our ancestors weren't that way. They moved in ways to set up levels of freedom for us that they they knew they would never see in their lifetimes. It's never about race until it is. Poignant poignant post from Six the Goddess of your thoughts, Quezzy. was everywhere. Uh, I would like to say disclaimer from the whole interview that my thought, my thoughts today can very well change tomorrow. So where is where is it going to be recorded on here? You can't charge me, and if, if tomorrow I can change my mind because I'm always willing to, to adjust. You know, I'm more of a scientific mind than a belief mind now. Exactly. You know, so 
you know, whatever, whatever, whatever new information comes, I will adjust with my, my opinions, you know. Uh, what I, Smart what man I'm going to say is this. Go ahead, King. What I'm going to say is this. Race is a hustle. It's always been the hustle. And this is what I mean by that. What is racism, basically? It's, it's a belief that uh, one race is uh, superior and the other race is inferior. So with that belief system, you know, that particular race is going to try to make that a reality. So you're going to have to be on the bottom of the food chain to make that a reality. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's making money off race. You know, the white folks, black folks, every race. It, it's a big hustle. You know, if I if I get you feeling that you're inferior and there's a boogeyman out there, more money I can make because you're going to stay at the bottom. Uh, so what her statement is, it, it is about race because it, it's a money grab. You know what I'm saying? I can go write a book right now and tell, and tell black folks how much this boogeyman is going to uh, bring tribulation upon them and, and they the real 666 and all this. And it's going to appeal to a portion and I can make money off that book. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because regardless if if uh, another race is overpower you or not, right? <laughs> you being at the bottom of the food chain, you're going to have insecurities. And your insecurities, whether rather we're in a position right now and no other time to get the power that we can get, you be in that position and your low insecurities, you're going to want to find some, an excuse. You're going to want to find something that's outside of you that's keeping you down because you, you like being in that position because it's comfortable. And, 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 and by saying, you know, we, we were gods and this and, and they the devil and we superior, we the real superior and inferior because our melanin has superpowers. And all, all this is, 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 is side effects from this from trauma that we've been through. And it's a way to, to fulfill that insecurity, that, that feel that, that void that we have, that low self-esteem that we have. That, now, I'm really powerful because right now you ain't powerful and, you, and, you, and you're trying to stay in that, power, that powerless position by your excuses, because right now and no other time, we can rise as a people. You know what I'm saying? Our ancestors paid some, yeah, paid some, let some me sacrifices. Let me, let me say this and kind of just yeah. dig in a little bit. Uh, how much time yeah. do I have before King, too? Because I want to make sure I, I let people know what you do as well, so I definitely want to understand that. Do you have any extra time, or do you need to go at the top of the hour? Because, again, I want to respect your family time. Man, look, 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 look. You, can, you got all the time you get right now. I'm free, bro. And I'm, and I'm, okay, I'm, cool. I'm going to dig in a little because, deeper with what we're talking about now. Because I love giving again, value, I to make man. Sure I, have I, love time to do I love inspiring. That's that's my passion. My passion is to inspire, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I appreciate it, need, King. Again, you, like I said, I just want to be respectful because right I want to go deeper with, with, with this dialogue that we're talking about now. So, uh, what you just talked about, I have a quote I always love to use, is that perpetual struggle is a hustle. Perpetual struggle is a hustle, mm-hmm. and you just spoke to it inside mm-hmm. and out uh, from your perspective. However, here's what I also, to a degree, deem from that post, and, and there's an aspect within that post that I love about what she's talking about. And here's the perspective, in, you know, in my opinion. Again, I agree with the gist of everything that you said, again, because I wouldn't use a quote that says, you know, perpetual struggle is a hustle if, if I wasn't in alignment with some of what you're talking about. Here's the aspect of what I appreciate so much about 
what again, this is just my, you know, again, this is us going back and forth. My, what I appreciate about the post is this, is the idea that when you line up and say, okay, this is what's, in a sense, working against me, the part that I appreciated when she says, not move in fear, move accordingly, and do what's necessary to set up your future generation. Right. And so what I'll say to you, right, um, Quezzy, is that I feel like you kind of did that. You have a perspective, because it, it could, to a degree, um, you know, for example, in the United States, right, it's um, um, race is a hustle from this standpoint. It's an ideology. It's made up BS. But unfortunately, this country was found on it, right? It was found on the white supremacy right, ideology. Right. So there's no truth in the ideology right. because no one's superior to you, right? There's no truth in the actual ideology. However, in a country that was founded on the ideology, we do see, unfortunately, some systemic things that work against us collectively to to a degree, right? Those are a reality. So it's not to be completely dismissive of it. However, what you have been able to do, and I also feel like Six is saying this as well, Six the Goddess is saying this as well, what you've been able to do is Mentally, mentally, not in a sense let those quote unquote powers that be hold you back. And the reason they haven't held you back is because you figured out how to move accordingly. That's what I appreciate about her post right. versus the fear yes. that keeps you left at the bottom of the, as you say, is the bottom of the food chain as you keep referring to it as. So that's the aspect yeah, that I, I appreciate the most that. is what sacrifice, yeah. what are you willing to do for the next generations? Because sometimes that's what we lose sight of. So we end up fighting in a way that doesn't secure the next generation. And I feel like you personally have done and changed and made some moves to ensure that your generations are secured despite that ideology because it still gets taught. Even though it's a BS ideology, it still gets taught in this country. Right. Your thoughts, King? We got a right. caller as well that wants to get in. Yeah, and if you accept, if you accept the ideology, it becomes reality. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's mm-hmm. that's what's been affecting you know a lot of our people is, is continue to accept it. You know, that's keeping us at the bottom of the food chain. But uh, I was gonna get into that. I was just focus on the the race. Uh, yeah, I respect. No, you know, well, well, I got time now, so we can yeah, go back yeah, and forth. Yeah, we can do right. nuance. That's what yeah. we do well. Is but, uh, but if I got, got time with you. We just gotta yeah, walk man, through my it, life, so, Yeah, go ahead, brother. Yeah, my life. You know, uh, like I said, I, I love to inspire, bro. No matter in my journey of this economics, you know, it, it's it's times where it was great, and it's times where things got bad. You know what I'm saying? But what I do is I always will still promote the good because I want people to, to see my life as an inspiration. You know what I'm saying? And what I put, like you said, if you accept the ideology, it becomes reality. So I'm always putting out images and, and perspectives to the to the public that can download their mind and keep moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, if I, Regardless if I'm in a good position now, or if in that moment I'm in a bad position, I'm going to put out the good because I already done had success. I already got a resume. So whether I fall off the mountaintop, I still can climb back up. So I got the resume. So I'm going to always keep putting it out there as I'm still in that resume moment. You see what I'm saying? So they can keep pushing and I can keep pushing because the inspiration brings back money in your pocket. So if you fall off the skills that you develop, the, the faculties of your mind about all, all the stuff that you have learned, you can't unlearn it. It's there now. 
you know. So regardless, if I, if I get down and in my spirit and that reflects in my business, you know what I'm saying, for a period of time, I know how to resurrect any time I choose. You know what I'm saying? So my no, journey not, has... I, mean, I respect has, Yeah, my journey, my journey has being a successful one, because ain't no losses, losses to me. It's a learning experience. You know what I'm saying? Every Everything that's, that, that's in my path is a learning experience for me to get better. You know what I mean? So even even if people nah, want to use the opponents, who want to use the opponents. Um, yeah, uh-huh. 647, we'll get to you coming out of the break. And so thanks again, Quincy, for staying with us. We are at second hour. It's still an open call hour, so people can call in and talk about whatever they like. You can talk about what myself and Quincy have been talking about or any topic that you would want to bring up, and you'll just get mine and Quincy's thoughts for as long as he wants to be with us um, for the second hour, which, again, is open call. You can talk about whatever you like, and we will get to the caller coming out of the break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Well, all I ask is that you think this is another cut from Taylor Pace and Square Business Entertainment. Um, Flowers, we'll be right back. Business Entertainment for being a sponsor of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. Again, that's Taylor Pace flower right, flowers right now, and uh, we're trying to give some flowers to Quezzy Black as we start to dig into uh, his path from, in a sense, uh, a gangster to a gentleman, as we've been dialoguing about uh, various topics. Again, this is the open call, second hour, so you can call in and talk about whatever you like. I'm going to reach out to 647, see if they still want to get in. Uh, area code 647-LAST-3050. Um, give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Hey, this is Patrick calling in. This is a great discussion that you guys are having. 
Um, I appreciate you guys uh, putting this discussion out there for everyone else to hear. So this is great. Um, I do. Um, I I didn't I didn't get your brother's name who was talking and saying that. Quezzy, Quezzy, Quezzy. Quezzy, Quezzy. Yes. So Quezzy, when he mentioned you know race being you know the whole concept of race and racism being a hustle, it absolutely is, and I agree with him a hundred percent. Um, and unfortunately that hustle has real consequence. Um, that hustle has, has, uh, has resulted in many people being killed, being murdered throughout the last 500 years and even before really. So for many, many years, that hustle has been, um, responsible for building a machine that grinds up human beings in order to run. Um, so, you know, my concern really is for the children. Um, you know, what are the children going to do going forward? And it's quite unfortunate that that hustle, that system, um, is still subjugating, subjugating our children, you know, miseducating them, feeding them disinformation, and killing them. And, you know, we have to turn to our women and children and say, you know what, we got nothing. We can't stop it, right? Or we can stop it, but it's not, we don't have the will yet to stop it. Um, so, yeah, so I agree with what he says of race being a hustle. But unfortunately, you know, this is where we are. Okay, Patrick, thanks for the call. I'm going to keep you on if you want because I want to dialogue with you as well, but I'm going to let Quasi, Quasi um, respond to you, you know, as I guess first, and um, I want to keep you on right. if you have any time. Do you have any time to kind of stay on with us for a minute, at least the yeah, next caller calls in? <laughs> yep. Okay, perfect. Um, Quasi, um, yeah. any thoughts to what um, Patrick, um, our caller, um, had to say? Hey, first of all, uh, nice to meet you, Patrick. Uh, and thanks for uh, attending the show. Um, you know, it, it is unfortunate, you know, because uh, anything that we accept in life uh, as a reality, no matter if it's fact or opinion or, or whatever, anything that we we accept, that's what it's going to be. You know, and it's going to reflect in our lives. Um, the power is in the people, you know. But what gives the 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 three percent or whoever having the control over the minds is us embracing what they're putting out there. Power is within us, and if we continue to accept ideologies as fact and and perspectives as fact and opinions as fact and, belief, and certain beliefs as fact and it's gonna it's gonna be that it's not gonna be fact, but it's gonna be fact in your life. And if we add up these these numbers of the people who's accepting this and embracing these ideologies, now you got a whole population that's 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 uh, manifesting and uh, producing these results in their life as a whole. And now we're still at the bottom of the food chain because we have embraced. We say we 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 want to pump our chest up and say we got this and we we superior in our melanin and all this 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 rhetoric, but deep down inside we still feel inferior. 
from these perspectives that's, that's thrown out that we're embracing as reality. So now, I love your thoughts, Pastor. Uh, let me, that's, that's something I'm glad you're staying on with this. So here's, here's the nuance, and I'll definitely let you respond as well, Patrick. Uh, here's the nuance. Um, I'm, I'm, right, I'm rocking right with Quezzy as far as the things that he's saying. Here's some nuance that I want to bring into it. And so, um, as you said, you agree with us when we say, in a sense, race is a hustle. Um, and you said, hey, but that hustle, you know, has some real-life consequences. I agree with you 100%. Uh, but here's the, here's the nuance that I would like to bring to it. Um, and and uh, it's is more so perception is reality. So when I, in a sense, like to say, in a sense, that race is a hustle or perpetual, you know, struggle is a hustle, if you will. For me, the hustle part, and I think it, this is what Quesley is saying the same thing, or what said it first, I should say, is the aspect of the money that's made off of, in a sense, pushing um, the belief no matter what end of it you're on, whether, you know, or whatever, whether you, you believe in your inferior or saying, you know, yes, they're this, and you're making, the hustle part is the, the money part. But the perception being reality, you're absolutely right that, that in the ideology having been taught in this country, it definitely leads to real life consequences. So I'm with you there. Here's my, however, here's what I, you know, would like to dialogue with you about. And so what, what I specifically hear Quezzy saying is that, for example, like I said about the public educu- education system, right? And so I'm always imploring, for example, for mental dialogue um, community club members, you know, if they're able to get their, you know, in a sense, get their children into you know, African-centered education whenever possible. That's not available for most or all or whatever, but I encourage it. But the thing that I tell all parents, at a minimum, you have to supplement your child's education if you're, if, you know, if your situation, make you know, you have to see your child in a sense to the public school, well, they're not going to see enough of their own heroes and see that they've done things in history. So at a minimum, supplement their part of their education. The reason that I wanted to supplement their education is because I don't want them to buy into a false belief about race, a false idea, quote, unquote, again, that we all agree it's a bullshit ideology. However, it, can, it is still being taught, which is to your point. And so when it's taught, there's an aspect that we mentally have to overcome some of the BS that we're taught. And what I'm hearing Quezzy say, until you overcome the BS, when you, until you recognize that the BS of it, you will buy, in things and it, buy into things and it will reflect in our own lives. So, yes, there is a systemic aspect of still teaching, it, teaching that, for example, throughout public edu- education systems. So... I now, going back to my opinion, what I like about Six the Goddesses post is, well, now if I know that that is a reality, then, my, then it requires that I navigate in a way to where my children don't buy into this false belief. And so if they have enough self-esteem, now I can send them over to a quesi who's going to teach them how to get get to it and not be stuck in a oppressive state with the collective because I've already got them individually uh, minded on their, in a, you know what I mean, on their African selves, on their black selves, to the degree that right. they're not led by that false perception. But again, with the perception, it is our reality. So I said a lot in there, Patrick. But how did you, and you know, what, what, you know, what, what do you want to say to that? To that? I, I, I don't, I don't really disagree with anything um, that either of you said. You know, but those serious consequences we have to deal with. Um, yes, 
yeah. we have to. I agree with everything you said. That yes, we have to. You know, um, you know, change the mindset, and then that will reflect in our lives, and that's fine. But we also have to not be naive into thinking that if we started to do that and we started to do better, that there are not other negative consequences that's going to come with it. We've seen, and this is, and we have history to show us examples and evidence that this may, this is the case. You know, in Greenwood, when black people got themselves together, got their businesses together and all this, guess what? They came under attack for running the hustle. In Tulsa, they were so successful that even white, they, they were so successful that white people just couldn't stand it or people that run in the house and just couldn't stand it, and they burned the bomb the place, right? So, yes, we have to do that. But there are real consequences, which means that there has to be real preparation, real thought onto, even if you were to build this kind of self-esteem in everyone, even if you were to, to, to do all of the things that you guys envision, there has to be a way to protect it. Because without way protected, it's torn down again. We've learned this throughout history, our own history. So let me let me let me, let me just kind of throw this out there. So the mindset, in my opinion, and Quasi, you can speak to this again. Thank you for staying on and dialoguing with us, Patrick. So the mindset I'm talking about is when you say, "How do we deal with it?" or or or, or don't be naive to. So let's be clear. I'm, you know, at least for me, I'll say this: that I'm not being naive about the. Again, when I say perception is reality, I'm recognizing that it is taught in the education system, and there are also other systemic areas that it absolutely affects, if you will, African Americans as a group. So let me acknowledge that fully. I am saying. In, a, in, a, in somewhat in agreement with Quezzy in the sense of how the way, the way that we accept it, our responses to how to deal with it, in my opinion, are quite often ineffective because we haven't realized the fact of it, it, it in a sense, being false, one. Two, in my opinion, as the world has become global, um, you know, absolutely understand what happened in Tulsa, but if but there are some lessons that we can learn from our ancestors and with the world becoming global, and when you understand how the race hustle was put in place to get money and make money, in a sense, you know, if we will, in this country, by the elite, where the elite are moving in a way where, in my opinion, Quasi, tell me what you think about this, but now, in a sense, if we were to get together do our thing and we can, you're not going to see the, the quote-unquote bombing of whatever we build in today because, the, because the, the, the United States is up against the world. At that time, it was still finding itself, in a sense, and, and becoming the, you know, the number one world GDP off our backs and very dependent on what was happening to us collectively. Uh, but, uh, you know, in my opinion, a bold to what Six the God has said, our ancestors have gotten us to a stage where, in my opinion, we can think like Quasi is thinking now. I'm a Quasi, you respond first, and I'll give Patrick, um, you know, another thought in reference to some of what I'm saying. Go ahead, King. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say 
anything is wrong that's been said, you know, uh, yeah, we always got to be cautious of what can be the aftermath of what we have implement but we can't be so fearful that we get crippled you know what I'm saying we use that what if and don't do nothing you know and a lot of a lot of you know our, our solutions is complex you know and a lot of the, a lot of the mm-hmm. solutions is not to be discussed publicly once you get resources you see what I'm saying also conversations mm-hmm. don't even need to be public but if we don't nah, get to makes that sense. Thing, Patrick, um, thanks for again, thanks the for the dialogue. Point. And this is what we do here. We're not even doing a right and wrong. It's just some, you know, we just three kings on this thing, just dialogue and trying to figure it all out. What you got, King? Yeah. So no, I agree with what he said. I mean, it's it's a mindset. I agree with what you said. Is that the the response to things that are going on now has not been effective, um, and it's probably born out of fear, right? <laughs> we. I think at some point we have to be kind of honest, you know, especially as men, about what's about what's going on. And you know, I, I I wish we were strong enough to turn to our women and children and say, you know what, we 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 got nothing so far, but we we we're gonna try to think of something to get to rectify some of these issues. Um, but I, yeah, and I think a lot of it's rooted in fear. So I, I agree with what he's saying. Um, no, absolutely. We, we actually have to get the break, King, and I got another caller. Yeah. So, but thank you for your time. Yep. You like I say, this second hour, when I no need problem. open calls, I definitely need callers to get us through. So we're gonna get to this next caller and actually up against a break. So thanks a lot for the three cents this morning, King. Definitely become a listener. Go to mentaldialogue.com and become a supporter of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We need people like you to keep us on the air. Thanks a lot for the three cents today. This this morning, okay, King. Okay, we'll do. We'll do. Thanks. Uh, absolutely. We are up against the break. I think I got Brother Pianchi on the line coming out of the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you are a small business owner, do you and your accountant implement a tax strategy to pay quarterly taxes throughout the year? Or do you wait until the end of year during tax season to write off all expenses to lower your taxable income? If this is you, stop. Call Bennett Tax and Accounting today. With over 15 years of experience working with major companies, this boutique firm has opened up to show small business owners how to strategize like the major companies and position themselves for growth with not only effective tax strategies, but also specializing in new business formation, bookkeeping services, cash flow management, payroll, and business evaluation to secure bank financing. Basically, all the things you need but have kept putting off. But those days are over. Bennett Tax and Accounting to the rescue. Contact them at 770-545-2145 and ask for run. Again, 770-545-2145 and let them save you from yourself. Yes, contact run over at Bennett Accounting. If you're a small business owner, uh, that brother will help you scale and take you to the next level, especially if you're just new to business. A lot of new entrepreneurs, a lot of push for entrepreneurship in our community, which is a very necessary push. Um, But get started right. Don't want to have our hurts tasting you years later. Um, So definitely get started right with Bennett Accounting and Taxes. 
Uh, special guest this morning, conversation with smart people is Quezzy Black. Um, been having a lovely dialogue. His brothers agreed to stay on with us uh, a little longer uh, for this second hour open call. Anybody that's out there listening, you can change the subject if you like and call in and talk about whatever you like. Um, before I get to the um, brother Pianchi out there, I wanted to, you know, now that I got you longer, I wanted to dig more into your story because, again, me outside looking in to a degree, um, you've been able, and I think some of what we're talking about, I think it's fair to, 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 to an extent, um, for our, for our current African American generations in in, the, in this country or whatever, there's an aspect, if you will, Quezzy, of having to, in a sense, overcome a form of mental enslavement. Right? We all definitely know about our ancestors, unfortunately, being enslaved in this country historically. Uh, but now, I think what we fight against is a, a, a level of mental enslavement and that fear that you talk about. And so, again, as I've watched you outside looking in. And, and now knowing your background and hearing your history to a degree, that's what I think you've, in a sense, been able to come that mental enslavement that a lot of us have to try to navigate and figure out what's fact, what's opinion, what should I follow, where should I go. And so to me, again, outside looking in, it's led you to, in a sense, um, not only excel, but it's part of, you know, maybe part of the reason why you live abroad, if you will, because to a degree, isn't some of that to be devoid of, uh, of, of, for example, the situation that's going on publicly now, for example, with the Dante Wright, like you're able to avoid that, in a sense, um, your family even being exposed to that. And I don't think it's just simply because you're not here, but I think you were intentional in that because of what these traumatic experiences are like for us as a collective, that they can kind of become redundant. And we end up saying things like, you know, there's, in a sense, there's nothing we can do, which you're, I know you're aptly against that thought itself. So again, I know I said a lot, King, but just want to get your thoughts before I go to go to the caller. Yes. Uh, you know, I left America for a lot of reasons uh, that can be discussed. You know, it's you know it's political. You know, it's uh, deeper oh, than a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I definitely trying to dig into stuff. Yeah, I definitely trying to get into your business to to that degree. Yeah. But I'm sorry, I love, okay. A lot, a lot. No, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. You know, it's a, it's some few people that know the real life. Uh, you know, stuff that I was doing out there. You know. Uh, and, you know, I, I had to leave, you know, for the protection of my family and for the protection of my life, <clears throat> you know. So, yeah, um, what I have found when I left the country is that a lot of us need to, I, I want to say that if they don't want to leave America, you know, at least get out and see other perspectives, other environments, you know, to help you get out of that boogeyman mentality. Because you're in a box. You you that's all you know. Like if I if I never left my neighborhood, that's all I would know is the neighborhood is my reality. And I would think the whole world perspective is, is based off the reality that I'm in. So I think the other world is just like the neighborhood I'm in, you know. So we, we need to get out more to get a bigger perspective of life and what's available out here and what, what we can leverage. 
No, absolutely. Appreciate those thoughts. So again, let me go to Brother Pianchi. For the other callers out there that are on the line, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. If you're online and would like to get in on this morning's discussion or have a, another topic you would like to discuss, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. Brother Pianchi is our number one caller, so he might get a little more time than the rest of y'all, so don't be jealous if, if he want to get on for a little while. All right, Brother Pianchi. Thanks for getting in with us this morning. How you doing, King? Hold on one second. My board flows up. Let me get him in. Hold on one second. All right, Brother Pianchi, you're on live. Give us your three cents this morning. I'm doing fine. Hopefully you are, too. You know, Patrick doing and well, also your, birth, your guest made a, a good point that race is a hustle. It's a hustle because people make money off of it. Agencies make money off of it especially the news media. And he made another good point. Getting out of your neighborhood, if possible, out of your country and have an opportunity to see what goes on in other societies. Whether the people in those societies are all pink, Eskimos, all black, all white. And you will see the nature of human beings. Patrick made mention of the Greenwood section of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and what happened there. Well, let me tell you something. I know Ferguson very well, and I've seen what happened in Ferguson. And those were not whites that done that. Those were outsiders that came in and tore up businesses, including black businesses. I also seen... In an area not far from Ferguson, where blacks practically put barricades down the middle of Vale Avenue and said, you ain't coming over here doing that. So, and you've seen the same thing in Chicago last year in an area when they said protesters, the black community, black neighborhoods say, you ain't coming up in here. And just recently in Little Village, there around 25th Street in Chicago, where the Latinos and Hispanics just said, I get giggles last week. You ain't bringing that over here. So that's what people do as far as education is concerned. One of the things that you want to do with your child, if you are in traditional education here in America, you have that child evaluated to make sure that they are on point, on time, and where they should be, disregarding what the report cards say. Because we know that report cards lie. Why? Because it's a hustle there, too. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Nah, that's real deep, man. Thank you so much for your three cents this morning, uh, Brother Pianco. We always appreciate it. Um, any thoughts about what the caller had to say, um, Quezzy? I was going to say, you know, we we in a predator and prey reality, man. You know, we can look at nature and see lions and tigers and wolves and we can see the rabbits and we can see all the nature that you know it's it's not going to be any different with us as life on the earth it's a predator and prey reality and that's where the hustle comes in you're either going to be on top of the food chain or you're going to be on the bottom of the food chain you're going to have to make a choice where you're going to be at no I absolutely respect that we got another caller actually let's get to the caller area code 609 last 3891 give us your name where you're calling from and your three cents on this morning's discussion 
Good morning, Montana. I'm glad you're feeling, Montoya, I'm glad you're feeling much better. This is Marilyn. I'm calling from Atlanta. Um, regarding, right, thank you for um, thank you for that. Go ahead. What you got for us this morning, Queen? Uh, regarding Black Wall Street and Rosewood, I did a little research not long ago. There were 21 such well-established um, black communities that were just decimated and everyone was murdered in the middle of the day just for no reason at all. 21. They had schools and hospitals and libraries and trucking companies and milliners and cobblers. I mean, just totally 100% self-sufficient. You know, there was no reason for this. And it continues today, not so much in the physical on a large scale, but we know it's happening every single day. Um, And it's got to stop. I was very proud of our community that came together to rally around the young man who was brutally assaulted, um, not physically, but uh, emotionally, uh, with this this army sergeant um, wanted to just throw him out of the neighborhood. He told him he didn't belong there. He broke his phone. He was all up in his face. And the community came out and stood around his home to the point where they fled their own home by him telling this young man he couldn't be in the neighborhood because there were no black people in the neighborhood and he had to get out. I mean, he was ridiculous. And being a drill sergeant in the military, you can imagine how he approached this young man. But the young man stood his ground. I was proud of him. But the community came up and rallied around him. No protest. I I think it was even a silent uh, protest. Just their presence made an impact. And that's what we have to do. If we see somebody being detained, wherever you're going, if you can, stop and observe. Let them know that you're watching every single thing that they do. We have a 26-year-old veteran in the police department who shot this beautiful young king, Dante. Um, I can't remember his last name. I want to say it's Washington. Just a couple of days ago for having something hanging off of his rearview mirror. He was a father. The child, I don't even think, was six months old. He was 20 years old. I mean, what the hell? It's got to stop. It's got to stop. If George Floyd had been a a dog, they would have rallied around him. They would have have accused him like, like Michael Vick. They would have incarcerated him. You know, this is a human being. I mean... Who does this kind of stuff? It, it, so let me say stop. this to you, Marilyn. We're actually up against the break when you ask that question. Um, and unfortunately, we're up against the break, so I'll try to keep you on. we got another caller after you. Uh, but here's a thought. I just kind of want you to marinate over it to a degree before we go to the break, and I'll get your response. Um, but what I'll say to you, unfortunately, is when you say who does this kind of stuff, um, what I, what I, did a, I did a show some years ago called, in a sense, Do We Need to Reorient from Whiteness or whatever. And what we dialogued into about was the psychology of, um, I, I think at a minimum, in my opinion, as a, as a community, at a minimum, we definitely should get to the point where we are no longer surprised. And to a degree, that alludes to the, as as Quezzy says, I'm not saying he's saying this exactly, but I'm just highlighting this, to the prey-predator idea of nature. And so uh, 
the reality is when I read history, I'm really, once I read history and see how humans have treated each other throughout history at different times, I, I'm just throwing out, I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm never surprised at, at what I see. And I think that is a good, in my opinion, a good starting mindset to, to in a sense, figure out, if, in a sense, when you say it has to stop, at least how to stop it for us, if that makes sense. But I'll get your thoughts coming out of break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. We'll be right back. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. I like if you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Well, how about this? Excuse me, zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's conversation with smart people. Uh, first hour guest, Quezzy Black, is still with us for our open call. Second hour, we have a caller, uh, Marilyn, on the line. And just wanted to say this and get her thoughts. Uh, but, again, highlighting a, another show that we did, Do we need to reorient from whiteness. Uh, one of the challenges, I think, again, is, in my opinion, is it's a, a, a good starting point for us to, in a sense, deal with, as as, as Brother Patrick called in and said, and we said, to a degree, white supremacy perception is reality, if you will, so I'll say that word. However, one of the ways I think that we can best deal with it, and in my opinion, being surprised or still surprised by the various actions that we might see in my in my opinion is a is a place of stagnation and comes from traumatic fear to to be surprised in my opinion no longer being surprised again it's not saying that those things are okay but it just reorients you to in my opinion get to get to work on how do i set my family and my generation up to, in a sense, avoid these things. Some people may hear what I just said and say, oh, you can't avoid it. It can happen to you anywhere. And uh, I don't want to be reduced to that. And it's not about perception or reality in that situation. It's just gaining the correct mindset. You actually can set up, in a sense, a, a tribe around you that, that insulates you and protects you from some of the things that we see. And if you don't know that or understand that mentality it, to a degree, there will be a sense of helplessness that I don't think helps us. Uh, Marilyn, I definitely want you to respond to that before I go to um, Quezzy. Go ahead, Queen. I'm just, again, I'm not necessarily going against you. I'm just throwing out some perspectives about what I'm hearing when we have these discussions. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, 
I agree with everything you said. And when I said who does this, I'm not surprised. I, I, we, we can no longer be surprised. I think the action we need to start taking is to know the power of our vote. I'm so proud of Georgia turning blue. Georgia turned the whole country blue. Um, we need to, and they have, they have 361 voter suppression laws that have come against because Georgia turned blue. Um, the things they do is so open and so blatant, and we have got to counteract everything they do. First, we need to get that vote done. We need to get registered. Everyone needs to show up. I'm so proud of, I think his name is Vernon Johns, who is a Democrat, who just changed his Democratic Party affiliation to become a Republican so he could vote against the Republican machine and run for mayor of Georgia. I'm sorry, run for governor of Georgia. He changed his political party. I mean, that's a big, that's a big move. I'm very proud of him. I stand with him. Um, we have got to start voting from school elections, the dog catcher elections, to everything up to the presidency. We have to be active in politics. We, as a populace, are not politically astute. We have to become so. We have to run for office. We have to stand together and stop fighting against one another. It's a different thing when you fight outside your door, but to have to fight inside the house as well. It's tiring, it's exhausting, and it does not serve us well. I'm a, a, a pastor and a writer. Um, I, I'm a, a liberation theologist. We have to learn to treat one another better so we can all walk the same path and we cannot go in separate directions. That does not serve us well. We have to move into the big picture. It has to be what's good for the whole. We have to look at things from a panoramic vision, not an I but a we. Um, there's so much that has to be done inside the house. We have to love on each other, which will cause us to come together. We have to be intercessors and continue to pray and, and, and seek the Lord for his guidance and his divine help. Um, there is much we can do, but we have to come together to do it. Well, appreciate your three cents. Again, I always appreciate you being a listener. I um, encourage you to become a supporter of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, if you will. But, again, thank you so much for your call. I'll get um, some of Quezzy's thoughts um, in reference um, to what you had to say. Um, and I'll just simply leave you with this. Uh, while a lot of the things that, that you're talking about I can agree with um, to a degree, and to, to do it to, to a degree is um, is is if you if we could, in a sense, perspectively take those things in smaller parts and narrow it down with, in a sense, who you do that with, I think it becomes, in a sense, more, in my opinion, a little more realistic than, the, in, a, in a sense, an overall panoramic view, it, to a degree, leaves you floating out there when you, in a sense, don't have full respect for, in a sense, how the human market works. Again, just some things to think about. Um, Crazy, if you will, give me your three cents on um, what our caller, Marilyn, had to say. Appreciate you so much for your three cents this morning, Queen. Thank you so much. God bless. All right, Quasi, any thoughts? Again, I'm just, you know, that's what we do. We just dialoguing it out, getting into nuance. Again, uh, you know, all I ask is that you think, uh, you know, the more you critically think about things, people can pick up seeds that they can use. And as you said, you love to expire. So I'm definitely interested in, you know, any thoughts you may have in reference to what you just heard. We need resources. 
you know, I'm not I'm not gonna get into all of how I think about what needs to be done, but we need resources. If we don't have resources, we just gonna continue to be prey. We need resources. Now I love the thought. For the other callers that are out there, I see some more callers getting in. Um if you if you are a first time list caller um, or not familiar with our process, you do have to press one to let us know you want to speak. Some people just choose to listen via the phone, so I don't want to just, I'm not going to just pull you up because you're a caller. You do need to press one. Hope you're hearing that. If you're online and want to get in, the number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that number is 646-787-1691, and you need to press one to make sure you are heard on this morning's discussion. Um, I, I love that concept. I mean, it's pretty simple, and I don't think anybody would disagree with you, Quezzy, when you say we need resources. Let me throw this out, and again, this is just how I see you navigating as a businessman. Uh, here's a thought, and this is some um, some dialogue I've had with some other business people that have come on the show. Um, for example, the CEO of Money Motivation, we've had this discussion. And so, again, no one would disagree with needing resources. I think I hear your sentiment being one of understanding. Uh, I hear it come from a place of prioritizing. Like, while there's a lot of things that we could do or should do, uh, there's a degree of uh, uh, maybe not always prioritizing, for example, the idea of if you will, getting resources, right? And so the one thing about our American society, in a sense, despite some of these realities that we're talking about as we speak, there is a reality to the, the, the process to getting resources is, a, to a degree, about the same for, in a sense, most individuals in this country to a degree, right? Would you would you agree with that? And here's one of the added thought and want to hear your thoughts. And the added thought is uh, while while someone hears individually this is what you could do, uh, there's an aspect that in a sense if enough have done that, then you can become collective and help more. So I I hope I'm not saying too much with all of that, but it, but but would you agree? And I've heard other businessmen say that there is uh, to ensure that we get more resources. Would you agree with that, King, or what's your thoughts on that? Yes, there's, there's steps to get resources. I mean, there's many ways to get resources. There's the, uh, you know, the business, what the, the, the normal business way in the world to get it, and there's other ways to get resources. There's not a discussion for the public, you know, but the thing is we have to get out of our fear zone to get these resources in the different ways that we can get it. No, absolutely. We actually got another caller. Let's get the other caller in. Area code six four seven last three zero five zero. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three my, six my, on this morning's discussion. My 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 uh my mistake. This is Patrick. I, I pushed the wrong button. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. No problem, brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just sorry. one again. No problem. The, um, the, you know why? Why we got you? Do you got a, a quick thought? Just you know, we got you on here now. Might as well throw something out real quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, again, because I, I want to make sure the other callers can get in. Um, so, um, but yeah. No, so yeah, you're good right now. That's why I'm making, that's why I'm making you run it. You, yeah, you're you're the, you're the, you're the next up one. So, so go ahead. If you want, if you throw something out since we got you. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as resource sources are concerned. Um, resources are there. So I definitely agree with that. 
the resources are there. I think what the problem is is that the access and the access to the resources are not always equal. A lot of times the information to get the resources is not always equally distributed amongst everyone, right? And so I think one of the things that you can do, and I, and I have, I'm, I'm, I have, um, in addition to, <laughs> in addition to my nine to five, I started a, um, um, me and, and a colleague of mine started a, uh, a nonprofit to help um, aspiring business owners, aspiring black business owners and entrepreneurs, and um, we do it for free, and. Because we're both consultants, so we, so yeah, so what we found where I am, what we found is that there are a lot of incubators, there are a lot of, you know, access to you know certain funds. But what was happening is a lot of the the black entrepreneurs would go to some of these incubators and some of these um, for some of these programs, and they weren't really taken seriously, and they didn't have the access that the others did that the, you know, mainly Asians and whites did to start their business, they weren't, they didn't, they didn't have access to the same um, resources. Let's just put it that way. Right. Let These me, people let me, were coming let me out of college quick, and you know, access. I know I brought you on real yeah, quick, so let me, I'm just going to, I'm kind of, kind of, I'm going to jump in because I want to just have a, you know, a, a good yeah, nuanced dialogue. And so I'm jumping in real quick to throw this at you. So that's you know unfortunately been a, a reality for a long time that we understand uh the beauty of 20, 2021 in a sense is one you brothers doing what you're doing to 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 provide more access because in the information age to a degree we can get to it because the the approach you're talking about unfortunately is almost like going to others to get that information so to a degree based on how humans act no surprise that they're giving you the information applaud you and the brother wholeheartedly for saying hey because of our our backgrounds we're now going to make that access so to to a degree i don't even like calling it a problem that somebody else is not giving us the information and that's not a that's not a um Again, that's not saying that that's not a reality, but it's just saying um, you you you've come up with a solution due to to that. So I I and I think what Quezzy is to a degree is highlighting is focusing on the good, focusing on the solution. Because the the highlight is, hey, just come to us, young brothers and young sisters. We'll give you that information. Like that's the highlight because we got to have more focus on that to get more people in your program. Does that make sense? I'm actually up against another break, but I just wanted to hear your quick thought on that before I go to break. It's man, it's got to be a, a ten second thought, King, because I'm going to break. That makes sense, and I think networking between those who are trying to help us at this level will help a lot in that regard. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for the, uh, you know, I know it was an accidental recall, but thanks a lot for the thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts on that as well, Crazy, when we come back from break. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group, focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. Every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. 
LNG Technology Services. We are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478-781-4860. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478 478- 781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. If you have a product or service you want to get out to the smartest audience in all the radio, yes, please contact me again directly at 404-604-9477 or find us on Facebook at Mental Dialogue or IG at Mental underscore Dialogue and inbox me and said interested in getting my product or service out. We definitely like to promote um, our own any chance that we get. Uh, we definitely have had um, made some successful business connections um, via this show, which is our ultimate goal. I don't always say this on the show, but our ultimate vision for the Mental Dialogue Community Club and this, this radio show is just a, a leg of it, is to basically – um, to create a nationwide virtual neighborhood where African Americans learn to trade ideas, goods, and services through solution-focused fellowships via meetups and social media as well as this podcast. So there is a bigger mission than what we're doing here. Saturday mornings is just our way to communicate. Um, I, this morning's conversation with smart people, I've uh, been fortunate enough to keep on Brother Quezzy Black, who stayed with us for the second hour. Um, Quezzy wanted to get your thoughts. For the other callers out there, make sure you are pressing one if you want to get your three cents. We're in our last segment here uh, with our special guest, um, Quezzy, if you will. Um, any thoughts about maybe the little di- the dialogue myself and um, Patrick just had uh, in reference? Because, again, I think I hear you saying focusing on the actual solutions and the good is how you, in a sense, in a sense, come up with an overcoming mentality that some, to a degree, um, some of us, it, to a degree, have lacked. Again, I've been guilty of it. And, and, and to be honest with you, King, the reason I admire yourself and like a Eli Marcus is because watching how y'all move kind of sharpens me and forces me to not get, you know, again, because I do a radio show and sometimes we have to talk about these issues, I still have to, in a sense, separate myself to make sure I'm not dialoguing too much about the problems, which is something that, again, we can be prone to do and we never get to the solutions and the opportunities which you allow us to focus on is the opportunities and inspire other people to take advantage of those opportunities. Go ahead, King. Yes, I like to focus on the positives and the solutions because we we got books on the problem. We got Facebook pages on the problem. We got problem, 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 problem. Okay, so we know the problem. All right, it's time to get to the solutions. Well, I want to bring something short to uh, what Patrick had brought up and y'all was discussing, I just want to say this. Does a lion wait to be distributed resources? Does mm-hmm. the lion wait on others to distribute resources or do they go get it? Now, That's I hope a real that thought, King. little metaphor that I, that metaphor, I hope that it can ring a bell without me having to get detailed publicly on how it's many ways to get resources out here. And I'll leave it at that. No, that, that definitely absolutely resonates, um, you know, absolutely resonates. Um, and, and another aspect, too, 
finding the correct mindset, and this is just something that you said in the first hour, and I just wanted to bring it up because I think you and I had a good time with this. And this is, you know, it's going to sound like a, a real side story, not even related to what we've been talking about, um, but I think you will absolutely understand how it relates. Um, but another aspect to navigating how to get to the resources, as you said, there are many ways to do it. But one of the best things you could do um, is something that you mentioned earlier, the scientific mindset, the scientific approach, the methodology to things. Uh, in a sense, relying if you want to to a, to a degree, once you find a way, as you said, um, you don't even take your losses as losses because you learn lessons, and so you kind of come up with methodologies for, in a sense, how to succeed at anything. And so, the scientific mind is one of the best approaches that, unfortunately, with a lot of things that that are pushed on our community, the reality is it drives our community away from in a sense, the scientific mind as well as the scientific approach. And the one thing that you and I got a kick out of was, you know, when I put up that kind of troll post talking about the idea, for example, that you can't boost your, can't boost your immune system, which is a scientific reality, uh, but just even highlighting that turned into a post that really got a lot of people upset, but it unfortunately exposes how unscientific or how much we, in a sense, run from the scientific approach. And the reality is, there's a lot of answers in that approach. Uh, so if you, you know, just could dialogue about that briefly, because again, I see you as someone who does have a scientific mind. And like you said, when presented new information, I will now come up with a new conclusion. Sometimes we are caught up and won't do that. Go ahead, King. Yeah. We run from uh, science just as much as we run from wealth, because it all comes from the boogeyman. The boogeyman, science, the boogeyman has the power. So if the boogeyman is evil and he's controlling the whole world and has this power, why would I want money because it's evil? Why would I want power because it's evil? Why would I want to get into science when it's from the evil man? That, that, process, that belief system right there is what keeps us on the bottom of the food chain because we so passionate about beliefs than facts. Yeah, I mean, to the degree that now there's a lack of understanding of what a fact is, right? And so now people have even, you know, to a degree will fight so hard for a belief that they dilute, in a sense, you know, facts as as no longer facts. Or one of the biggest mistakes, you know, just talking about the concept of science, is that, like, for example, when myself, or, you know, you or myself will mention, uh, in a sense, anything about science or just getting something from science, and some and some people will challenge you and say, you know, just because it's science doesn't mean it's a fact. And I'm like, you don't really understand science if you think that science is just trying to say it's laying out facts. It's, it's, it's such a methodology. It's such a more, it spends more time on testing to figure out if something is even uh, what it say it is that, 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 that science will get some data at this point and come up with a conclusion. And then once it gets more data, it'll come up with a different conclusion. It loves to self-correct itself. Science isn't based on, you know, the idea that what people do with their beliefs, kind of like their beliefs is, Either they are or they're not. Science is never this is or isn't. It's a here's what we know at this point approach. And, again, that's what, in a sense, 
quite often throughout history, if you even look at history and the idea of what humans do and tribes going against each other, it is quite often the tribes that were scientifically ahead of the next tribe that was quite often defeating the tribes that were not as scientifically advanced. That's pretty common throughout history. Take race out of the picture when it comes to that consistently, whichever society was scientifically advanced will typically overcome. You may have smaller incidences or a battle here or there where the, the you know, the, the more powerful group, you know, was defeated, you know, more powerful based on scientific information or technology was defeated by that that was lesser. Um, but um, those are so limited in their reality. And what I've always did when studying history, because I love to study history, is when you go look at the long-term, even when that lesser group per se defeated, the long-term effect was still awarded to those who were scientific and had long-term, in a sense, goals. And, And so they, in a sense, over time would still be overcome, even if they won a battle here or there. Um, again, I know I'm saying a lot in there, but it's just again, it's just challenging thoughts. And uh, and again, I love to, in a sense, uh, in a sense, mental chess box with someone like yourself who is always focused on solutions and sharing solutions. So you know, in these last four minutes, if you will, Quezzy, um, you know, you could address some of what I said, but if you would also highlight some of the ways that you're helping people because um, some of the information that you, you know what you do in business, you also uh, you know, teach it to others. So if you could just talk about that as well, King. Oh, I'm sorry, Quasi. Hold one second, brother. I think I need to bring you back live. I'm taking you down during the break. All right, go ahead, King. You're live now. Okay. I think what a lot of people get mixed up with science is because we're so belief-minded that we confuse what it's really about. Um, you know, science is 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 to, is a method to to know. Um, we can get confused with the mechanic versus what is uh, taught on how to fix a car. We can confuse with the doctor versus on what's taught to you know, do surgery on the body. Because, uh, you know, the mechanic can be a bad mechanic. The doctor can be a bad doctor. Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. method, not method, methodology is what is perfect. You see, in science, we're doing methodologies to to experiment and get to know if there is a, a, a error in my process, then I can adjust when new information comes. See, I'm able to be adjusted when I have a scientific mind or, or a scientific approach. When I have a belief type mind, it's just the doc, it's just the doctrine. There's no adjusting in that. Buddha is Buddha. You know, the third eye is the third eye. So I think people try, you know, with the belief mind, they, they get confused with science. They really don't know what science is about. It's not saying that when the person is doing experiment that they're perfect in the science because they can mess up like a doctor. But the methodology mm-hmm. itself to find the fact is what's perfect because I can be adjusted if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, willing to, I'm willing to adjust. I know I can be wrong. So what I see is fact today, if new information comes, I will adjust and say that's the fact, not that, that the third eye is the third eye. And do you find, because you've, in a sense, gotten to this place, doesn't it help you, in a sense, find better answers, Not you know, 
better answers and solutions in your own life. Like before getting to this place, sometimes you would feel stuck and stagnant is kind of, again, why this is worth pushing for this critical thinking, which is ultimately what we try to do with mental dialogue. So any, any thoughts on that? We only got about a minute and a half. So again, make sure yeah. you share any information that you can make public for how people can, you know, get exposed to, you know, some of the marketing and stuff that you do as well. So minute and a half yes. to get it all in before we go. Yes, uh, you know, with the scientific mind, it, it helps you. It helps. It helps you towards true freedom, because I won't be stubborn in my beliefs. If you have a mind that I can adjust, and I'm not going to argue about opinion. I may be wrong, so if there's new information to come, I will adjust. You would need that in your marketing business, because you need to do experiments just like a scientist. It's science and everything, fixing a car, doing business. You got to know the things that are are practical and what's not going to work. You got to do. You got to test things. You got to test and see how people respond to your ad, your headline, this and that. So it's a science that we need to start embracing, mathematics and science, so we can become more powerful as a person, as a people. You know, where our families can have a better life based off science and its information. So you need that in marketing. And what I do is, I uh, have coaching students get into my services so I can help them personally develop their minds their, and, and get the faculties that they need so they can have a better life with finances, have a better better uh, view of life and not be stuck in the old belief that's keeping them in the position that they're in. Now, I love it. We are up against the end, brother. So if people want to follow you and how do they stay in contact with you to get exposed to the things you're talking about right now? They can find me on Facebook under Questy Black. Uh, my YouTube channel, yeah, Instagram, I'm, I'm revamping right now, but they can find me at Questy Black for now on Facebook. All right. Sounds great, man. It's been wonderful. Thank you for giving me the second hour, King. I enjoyed it. Uh, we definitely got to get you back on this thing again, man. I really appreciate it. We got a lot, had a lot of people listening. It looks like I'll find out the numbers tomorrow, but I definitely appreciate you. And uh, until we do it again, man, salute you, King. Yes, there's, there's more to the story. They need to hear more to help them out. So let's do this again, maybe on a video call or whatever. So we can get Yeah, to. let's do it. Yeah, let's figure it out because I know you're jumping up in that as well. So let's figure it out. If you're in the Atlanta area, 4 p.m. today, that fire jerk chicken, we're bomb rushing that spot. It's a great Jamaican spot. There's a park across the street, so it's an outdoor. It's our first get-together since COVID of last year. So if you're in the Atlanta area, please come out to that fire jerk chicken. It's literally right beside – well, not right beside, but near Mercedes-Benz, right across from the Russell um, um, RCI Center. So come out. 4 p.m. today. We're going to have some outdoor games, board games. Enjoy the time with us. Thank you, Quezzy, for an amazing time. Quezzy Black, go find him on Facebook. He's worth the follow. Hope you appreciate it as much as I did. I'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think.